This is the Another Way to See It podcast, a show about perspective. I'm Randy, an old soul with a beginner's mindset, curiously navigating this journey we call life. I bring my life experiences and authentic curiosity to meet people where they are, challenging them to break the old blueprints and patterns that are no longer in alignment, cleaning up our messes to learn and evolve. I'm Kim. As a coach, I take a hawk-like perspective. I use keen, big-picture seeing, deep embodied listening, and the courage to ask hard questions, to contextualize experiences and connect dots. In this way, I help guide my clients to places that are well-examined, expansive, and full of possibility. Each week, we dive deep into topics that most of us navigate in our everyday life. We're glad you're on this journey with us. We're excited to announce that we're now on Patreon. Go to our show notes or our Instagram page, Another Way to See It podcast, for the link. Please be patient with us as we're navigating this new platform. See you there. Here we are, Kim. Here we are. We pressed record on this and I don't know what's going to come out, but we're going to, I'm just just going to let it flow and see what happens. Um, I had a thought Randy yesterday when I was out in the woods with my friends, Tracy and David. Enjoying enjoying nature. Was it good? This is really beautiful. No rain. It drizzled a little bit at the end of the day. Okay. But here's, something I was thinking about because, you know, I mean, totally, honestly, I'm on the fence about doing one-on-one coaching. Mm -hmm. You know this. So I do. I do. I'm just on the fence about it, whether it's for me or whatnot. And then I sort of let my mind wander to this idea of like, maybe you just don't even want to be a coach or anything like that and just do something totally different. Right. And then that got me thinking to, you know, what I see as my purpose and how my purpose, and we've, this is not a new concept. We've talked about this, but I want to bring it from my personal perspective and push it out and see what, what you think that I could do anything and still be in purpose. It doesn't matter what I do for a living, for a job, for an occupation, if being in purpose for me means being compassionate being a healer. And that means like healing my shit so that my energy is clean. When I go out in the world, I have got clean energy and that's what I'm putting back, holding space for other people, be they friends, strangers, whatever it is, being integrity with my, um, my actions, my words, my thoughts, everything is aligned towards my purpose, which I think is to be a healer or a good energetic force, like a cleaner in the world. It doesn't matter what I do. Like, I don't need to do one-on-one coaching to be in purpose. And the more I think about it, wait, one more thing before I let go of this thought, because you know me, I'll lose it. This other piece that's been coming up for me is that I don't have to be a direct teacher. What I have to do is be a role model. And that means by always working on my integrity so that when other people see me, they see a person in purpose with integrity. Okay. What, what are your thoughts around that? 
Uh, well, obviously, I'm always going to support you <laughs> in, in whatever you do. Uh, but listening to you, you know, talk about this makes me wonder. Do we always have to work on our integrity or is our integrity intact? Like what? Because you said you always want to be working on your integrity. Mm-hmm. So. I guess my question is, uh, what does that look like in the sense of if your integrity is intact and you're in alignment, you're always working on yourself like that. That's life. That's this journey. But to the piece of integrity. What does that mean for you? Oh, look, we're human beings, so I have values, right? Like, I'm not going to go out and. I was going to say, I'm not going to go out and kill someone or I'm not going to go out and rob something there. I could think I could imagine an instance where I might end up killing someone, right? Or I might end up needing to steal something. I can imagine a very, I mean, it would be a very stressful, like under war or something like that, right? That those things would happen, but I could imagine it. But because I'm human, I'm always kind of toggling between, you know, we struggle with this, right? We struggle with being human, (laughs) with being like acting from our highest selves Mm -hmm. or acting from our emotional reactions. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the type of thing that I'm talking about when I talk about working on integrity. Now, is it like hard work? No, most of the time I'm in integrity, but as someone who's in this process, I still have things that trigger me and I could still come out of a place of being triggered rather than sitting on it and saying, hmm, I feel triggered inside of me. Let's sit with that and see what comes out and then respond from a different place. So that's what I mean about working on integrity. I mean, stuff like that. Yeah. And we've mentioned this a hundred times is the fact that we're always evolving and changing. And so, you know, working on integrity, working on alignment, working on even purpose mm. is is a day-to-day shift, a struggle. You know, it's this work is not easy. Are there easier days? Yes. Is it Is it easy to navigate on those easy days? Yes. But overall, this work is a constant, sometimes pain in the ass. There are days that that I don't want to do the work. And there are days that I actually do not do the work. And I I choose to, to, you know, take an easy day, take an off day, a rest day. Talk about that. Talk about like what a day when you are choosing not to do the work, you don't want to do it. What does that mean? Like you don't journal or you don't do yoga or something or like, what does that look like? Uh, I don't journal. I don't meditate. I don't read. I don't. It's almost like I just pour into my own cup. I think that's normal, dude. Like I I, I, grow and then you integrate, you go out, seek stuff, and then you bring it home and integrate it. So I don't think that that's not a day that you're not working on yourself because the thought that I don't want to journal is a thought that's saying your body or your psyche or your mind or whatever, your soul is just tired, doesn't want to do that. And so 
don't do it. And by not doing, you're actually listening to a part of yourself that says, I need to rest, or I just need this to settle within me. Mm -hmm. I need a cool down period. Yeah. Yeah. It would be different if you were like, oh, wow, that's hard. I don't ever want to look at that. And you never go back to it. That's not doing the work. That's like opting out. Yeah. I mean, there are times that that I opt out to not do the work, but it's also in the sense of listening to myself. Like when we talk about doing the work and, and what that looks like and how that's integrated, uh, it has these moments, right? These moments of doing the work, but life still happens. Like, you know, when you get triggered, you know, let's say you're at an event and there's a group of people, uh, a social event, and you get triggered by something that was said or done. There's only so much work you can do in that moment. So yes. you do have to kind of tuck it in your pocket and be like, I'll get back to you later. Yeah. You know, and, and we talk about doing this work and like, it's not always instant. And and that, that applies to so many things in life, you know, conversations you need to have with people, you know, it's not always on a set timeline or your timeline or the other person's timeline. Like you have to make time for it. And that's what part of doing the work is. So, you know, to, to kind of talk through this with you and, and be like days, I don't want to do the work. You're right. Yes. I am listening to my body. And I will be honest, there are days that I keep pushing from doing something that comes up, but there's nothing that, that I have put off so much to where I'm using distractions and other things to shy from it. It's like, yeah, okay. I know you're still there. I I'm, I'm not there yet. I mean, we even, we even had in our community, someone bring this up. I'm aware of this. I'm just not ready to deal with it. Mm-hmm which is perfectly fine. Well, I will say a friend of ours, a mutual friend of yours and mine was talking and saying, you know, there are people that take a step out and they start doing the work and then they retreat and they, they never do come back to it. Right. They it's easier. And you and I've had this conversation a hundred times. It's easier to go back to sleep. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I argue that if you truly, truly, truly have stepped out and seen some stuff. When you go back, right? You're like, oh, this is hard. I want to go back to sleep. There is a certain, if you're real honest with yourself and if you've really done something in that period where you stepped out, that going back is like a is like a crab going back to a shell that's too small. So mm-hmm. mostly you will find that you want to go back to sleep, but you can't. That there's something that just isn't fitting right. And then it pushes you back out to do more work, but it's a dance. It's like, we go out and we learn and we grow and then we retreat. And then we go out and we learn and we grow and we retreat. It's a, it's a dance for sure. You know, but, and eventually you become awake to your patterns mm -hmm. and you, and then, and then you want to probably fight to change it because you want to stay in that high place. But, but then you come into an acceptance of, Oh, I see the patterns and the seasons and the rhythm of my life. And I see, you know, the patterns of growth so that when you do want to go back to sleep, you're not judging yourself saying I'm lazy or I'm bad, or I, I just can't do this. You're like, okay, I see it. I'm going to put a pin in that and I'll come back when I'm, when I'm ready for it. 
For sure. And it, it's really understand, like coming to a, a almost a mutual understanding with yourself that you've seen those patterns. And like when you when you're awakened and you do this work and you dedicate the time and the effort to always try to learn and grow and better yourself, that those highs come after the lows. And the lows come after the highs. It's that ebb and flow. I mean, I've learned to embrace it to where, especially going into this year of even in the lows, finding those moments of joy, those moments of happiness, even when I'm in the lows, it doesn't mean I have to be energetically in that low. I'm I'm in the low of life of this, this phase, this moment, this time. And I can choose to see the good thing still in the low. I'm struggling in this moment to say the lows and the highs, because I think that puts a value on one or the other. They are two parts of a whole and one can't exist without the other. And so I want to say that it feels in our body really different. One feels heavy and one feels more light. One feels like not a lot of energy and the other feels very energized. Without each other, they don't exist. Either one doesn't exist. And so I just want to say that because I I keep challenging myself to resist what society is telling me is good or valuable when I see that both are necessary. Agreed. And and so this is what's so beautiful about the work, about individuality, that that you you see that, you understand that, and you still struggle with it. Right. And and you you have this lens on that allows you to see that way. And and we've had this discussion and it, it goes back to to how individually we do our work. So I see the highs and the lows and understand that it's yin and yang, both sides of the coin to make a coin, a solid coin. Like I get that, but I'm still navigating and it's easier for me mentally to navigate, to understand the high and the low. So I, I completely get where you're coming from with, with trying to remove the box. You know, I, I, I respect it. I love it. I, I want to be there. It's just not time for me yet. And I think that's what's so, so unique about, you know, our podcast and our conversations is that we do have very different lenses, but share so much of the lens as well. And so you come from the, this higher place and, and this is just my, my take on it is it doesn't matter how long you've done the work. I mean, someone could have just started the work and and see and understand and navigate the way you do. So it's not a true putting in the time or how old or how long you've been doing this. It's just how it is. And that's something I struggled with when we first started talking. I mean, remember Kim, I was like, I was like, I don't get it. How much work do I got to put in to to talk to guides? To like, how come it's how come I'm not hearing it? Like, what do I got to do? And I mean, it took a while. It took a while for me to realize like that might not be for me. 
but it doesn't mean I'm not going to try. It doesn't mean that I'm going to lean into it to see the possibilities. And if it's not meant for me, that's great. And so like, I want to acknowledge that, that you see it that way. And I I don't want to change your mind. I don't want to change your lens because I see it. I get it. It's just not how I operate. Mm-hmm. And that's not how other people operate. And and so that's what I think brings me back to always picking your brain is the curiosity to to see the different lens without trying to make it mine or to try to change your mind. Mm-hmm. You're raising such good points. Yeah, I think I've heard a lot of people talk about struggling with imposter syndrome, and I can relate. So I'll share a story, a personal story, if you will, um, about finding your voice, your path, your way in the world and in your work. So I do equine sports massage and energetic body work. And there was a woman who was an osteopath, an energetic healer, whatever. And she was at my barn working and she had this bag full of tools, right? Tuning forks and crystals, essential oils, machines that did this and that. And, and she was working on the horses. She was doing a great job. And there was this part of me that was like, I really believe, and I love this, the healing effects of sound and, you know, essential oils and all of that. And I started thinking, do I need to get a set of tuning forks or, you know, do I have to do I was looking at her going, oh, that's really cool. And I love all those things. And do I need to do that? And then I sat with that in meditation. And what was revealed to me was that all of those technologies that she was employing to do her work in the world, they're beautiful technologies and they have energy and they have power behind them. But that for me, for myself, I have all of those technologies inside of me. So if I need a tone, it it is already existing inside of me and I can give that away to an animal or a human being or somebody who could benefit from that. I don't need to have anything outside of myself to do the same work, to use the same tools. And all people have them. Some people feel more comfortable with the physical representation of that tool because it maybe hasn't, they haven't unlocked that within themselves yet, the way to use it. Okay. And just and like they may, you said, they, they, they might may not have that. Yeah. So, but it's not just like, I'm not a special thing, right? It's just like, I have done this work and it's been revealed to me. So when I hear people talking about imposter syndrome, I can really relate. But the truth is, is that you have to sit with yourself and find the way that you naturally want to be in the world. It's great to have people out there that you look up to and you admire and you want to maybe see what they're doing and try and definitely even try it on. But you have to create the space to allow how you operate in the world to be enough, right? To be something that is worth showing. And one more quick story. Um, I was with a friend the other day and I was explaining some experience that I had and I got really emotional about it. And they said to me later, you know, why did you get emotional about that? And I, and I explained, and they said, I'm so glad that you feel the way that you do. Not that I feel that way about that incident, but that I'm able to feel that deeply about things. One of my gifts is 
a gift of feeling more deeply probably, or more, I don't know. It takes over my whole body. Right. And it's not even about me. Empathy, I guess, empathic. (sighs) You know, sometimes I want to be like, why do, why do we do this? Like, why do, why do we do the work? Why do we have this podcast? Why do we, we share our thoughts and, you know, our feelings, even, even with, with other people, you know, because like, sometimes it's tough and uncomfortable and, you know, a lot of people are not in a place to where they can put down societal traits um, labels and, and really see the other person. And yet we still, we still show up. We still put ourselves out there. We still shine. And like I said, part of me wonder why we do it sometimes, but then like listening to the stories that we share with each other and the communities that we're in and hearing their stories and, and like, once again, coming to a community for me is what it's about, you know, to, to walk along other people that are on their, their journey and, you know, their wins and their losses. And like, it's just, I don't ever recall until I started doing the work, caring so much about someone's story. And finding myself and my truth and what makes me happy out of life has shifted so much to where I, I catch myself with like in strangers in general, like asking how people's day are, like, how's their day going to complete stranger. And it's easy to like, keep on walking, right? Like it's easy to do it in passing. I catch myself more often now slowing down and actually hearing what they have to say and wanting to know their story and, and what you get out of it. Like I've met some interesting people over easily. I mean, within the last year of part of me with being on this podcast, I want to be like, why don't you come on as a guest? Like tell your story. And then like, that's my wish. Like, that's my want for them, but it's their story. It's their life. And so really slowing down to respect and honor that, that they took time to share that with me and it might not be meant for others. And so it's, it's very humbling at the same time to, to see people open up and be vulnerable with a stranger to, to share something that, that there's a takeaway on both sides of it. The interesting thing that you said about, you know, talking to strangers and learning their story and stuff like that is, and we've touched on this many, a few times at least, is that sometimes it's easier to tell a stranger your story and your truth because you're never going to see them again. And they don't, you know, if they have a judgment or whatever, you're not going to have to deal with it like you would if it was your family or your friends mm-hmm. or whatever. But, um, but I also think that that speaks to the fact that there is this part of us that wants to be seen fully. Um, and often it's not a part that is 
accepted, like I said, by our family or friends or coworkers or whatever. And, uh, and so to be in spaces where we can be ourselves and one of those spaces, I mean, you and I are both animal lovers and we have dogs and pets and stuff. It's like, that is a place where you can absolutely be yourself and receive unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's not a place and it's, it's very interesting that it's not a place that it, that often is occupied by humans because even in love relationships, there are conditions. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's really sometimes a stranger is a place where we can be our authentic selves, you know, sometimes not always. Yeah. And it's like a ripple effect, right? Like, let's just take an example of talking to a stranger and they, they pick up on something, they pick up on your energy or your presence and they feel comfortable to share. That could be their entry to being more comfortable with themselves, to be able to share more with, with a friend, a family. And it is sad that our closest I shouldn't say always often Mm -hmm. that our closest people in our circle are ones we can't be ourselves with. And I lived that life. I remember that life. And that's something I will never go back to. I say things, I post things, I share things with people in the communities that we're in social media, this podcast that a lot of people don't agree with in my family that could hurt their feelings and take it however, however way they want to take it. But I'm living my truth. I'm speaking my truth. I have, when I say things, when I tell stories, when I talk about my past, it's not to, to bash anybody. It's not, it's not to offend anybody. It's my story. It's my truth. And for so long, I didn't know what that looked like. And now that I found that, and now on top of it, having people in my inner circle that I can be that my truest self without judgment and shame, like there's no going back. And, and I've just learned you know, we've talked about it on the on the the friendship episode of like having tears. Mm-hmm. Like I have tears with how much I open up to to family, to friends. I mean, level levels. Yeah. Yeah. Levels, tears, um, you know, whatever you wanna wanna label it as, but like I've really learned that like I don't have to share everything with everyone. And if I don't feel like opening up to a family member versus a stranger, that that's on me. You know, I I've really learned to pick up on people's energy and auroras in a sense, not necessarily seeing it, but really feeling it. Like I feel comfortable with this person. So it it's for a reason, whether I share something or not, but it's something I've really started picking up on over the last two years to where a complete stranger could be a safe space. 
There's so much to say about some of the stuff that you just shared. Um, so what will, what will I talk about first? I think that the way that we operate often, especially in big cities in the United States, is that most people are invisible to us. The people, you know, service in the service industry, half the time we're on our phones when we're doing interactions with people at stores or, you know, as we're, as we're waiting for something. So very often people are invisible. So mm-hmm. when you start to acknowledge the existence of another human being on the other side of the counter, it opens up a lot of doors and windows. Mm-hmm into their their lives as another human being walking with you on this planet but also into yours Mm -hmm. and what what you were saying about you know people sharing you know seeing your energy seeing your light really speaks to what i i started uh this podcast by saying which is doesn't really matter what i do that as i'm integrated and aligned i am in purpose in whatever I do in the world. And that light is just shining, you mm-hmm. know, and that is why I'm here to shine. What is uniquely mine and to, you know, maybe, I don't know, like I said, be a role model or to inspire people by sharing what I've learned through this journey with strangers or with close people. And sometimes, you know, it's a renegotiation of a relationship that already existed. What, because as you grow, you change, right? And that relationship might not be what was agreed upon in the beginning. So you renegotiate relationships and you renegotiate you negotiate in and out of relationship. Yeah, and it, it it ties back to to what you were saying in the beginning of intentions, you know, and integration and all that. So I think it's very important to live your truth but always check it that's right right. and also surround yourself with people that check you in your alignment and your integrity Mm -hmm. which is not always easy to do well i say that you know i've i've been watching and noticing that there are not a lot of people who have people who can check them right that i think sometimes it's intentional that we don't develop relationships with people who would check us because sometimes we don't want to hear it. Oh, and it's also fear of like, which is the reality of things and which then puts them not, not your people to check you, but how they check you. Like there's healthy and unhealthy, right? Like I don't want somebody to be like, you know, call me up and read me out like a college football coach for not showing up for practice. You know, I want somebody to be like, Hey man, I noticed you weren't here. What's going on? Yes. And we're doing like a little improv here. I love it. Yes. And sometimes you need to get called out. Like you're late for football practice, right? I mean, there's just no two ways about it. If you are really, and you don't have to take it, right? You don't have to listen to that. But someone who loves you enough is going to call you out. Maybe it doesn't feel loving, but maybe it is loving, right? Because sometimes you need a metaphorical slap in the face 
to get your ass back in your on your path. Oh, yeah. But what I'm saying is 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 we fear that. Yes, agreed. We fear the truth. And and there are people that are going to say they're speaking their truth and they're not as well. And this isn't a bash against them, but it's finding your people, your tribe, your community. Like, I mean, we had a check-in with the community we started back at the end of April. Was it April of 2022? And we had a check-in just the other week. And, and we had somebody mention like how safe this space is. And we have people in that community that we've never met outside of the, these boxes of Zoom. And you can still find people that you may never see face to face in person. And it just goes to show that leading with curiosity, which, you know, that's kind of how the community started. I was like, you know, this is back when Tara was with us. And I was like, guys, like, let's start a community. We had no clue what it would look like. I mean, just like with starting the podcast, you were like, hey, let's start a podcast. And we were like, uh, what do we what do we do here? You know, and, and we 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 rolled with it and it's leading with that curiosity that got us to the community, the podcast, the community. And now we're I feel like we're integrated in people's lives without even ever meeting them face to face in physical form. And I think there's something magical about that. And it, it, there's so much beauty in it that. Finding those people is trial and error. You know, you're going to find somebody that you're like, oh, this is my person. This is, you know, my soulmate, my soul family. You know, I was meant to meet this person. And you could get stabbed in the back. You could stab them in the back. As not physically, Kim's over here looking at me like, whoa, this took a hard turn. No, like you you could be trusting in somebody and and come to find out they don't have your best interests in mind. That's not an actual, not an actual physical stabbing, Kim. Okay. No, I get that. But I also, you know, I need to think about that for a little bit, but I need to think about that because to me, on a spiritual level that is a person who's come to deliver a certain type of uh, lesson to you right um for whatever i mean that just is like my initial thought about that but we're gonna come and talk talk about that again i think to kind of wrap this up in a bow is this a pretty bow or a sloppy bow I don't have a judgment about the bow. Okay. It's tied. It's tied and holding together. As you do this work and you integrate, every part of your life will begin to show the work that you've done. Whether it's your business and financial life, your relational life, your family life, your the way that you own your voice and own your energy it will begin to show in every facet of your life so that your life and it could be something as you start to watch a movie and it's very violent or it's got some undertones of 
kind of negative energy or vibes and you say, that's not for me, I'm going to turn that off. Or the music that you used to listen to is really low vibe. It's killing and raping and, you know, all this stuff. And you're just like, yeah, nah, I can't listen to that anymore. Mm -hmm. And you start to see that in the course of living your normal day-to-day life, doing errands, watching children, whatever, that this work has integrated in certain, you know, places in your life, or it's asking you to integrate more fully. And so you begin to just live the healing that you've done to live the work that you've done. And you begin to be a reflection of that. And and I was just thinking like, I don't have to be a coach to do the work that I'm meant to do in the world. I could work at Whole Foods down the block and do this work and heal people, every person that comes through my line, just by acknowledging their humanity and, you know, <laughs> right. Like I don't even need to talk to anybody to do, or the people to do the work very of true. like healing, or, you know, I can just be that, that energetic force in the world that when I go into a room, I'm like an air purifier I can purify things. You know, I can clean things. I can elevate an energy. Um, you know, and just, and just, and also I can exert boundaries and people can see that and say, wow, I wish I could hold a boundary like that. Or I wish I could say no, or that's the way that I can be in purpose in the world and not have my job title necessarily uh, have that in my job title, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm not oh, making any big, you know, career moves, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, all right well, I guess I'll see you next time. I mean, I'm sure I'll talk to you later on today. Okay. That's okay. usually what happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kim. Well, thank you for this uh, improv episode. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. Till next time. If you enjoyed this episode of Another Way to See It, please be sure to subscribe, share the episode, and leave us a rating or a review. Also, don't forget to check out our Instagram page, Another Way to See It podcast, all one word. We'd love to hear from you, so reach out. Mm-hmm.